if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning once again. Thanks for being with us as we get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the 25th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord 2020. Coming up on the authority this morning, in about a half an hour, we're going to talk to Alex Newman and Jim Simpson. The next Red Green Axis Exposed seminar or webinar, if you will, is coming up on Sunday, and we will go inside the deep state, deep inside the deep state, well, as deep as we can, with Jim Simpson and uh, Alex Newman. That is coming up at 9.35. You are going to want to hear the conversations. We're going to hit everything, especially we've got new news about the deep state. And uh, it came yesterday with the uh, clearing, essentially, of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn of uh, any charges against him by an appeals court. Now, there is new news to that today, but in the presentation of that, the uh, Flynn attorneys released information that uh, can now be released that indicates, not just indicates, proves that the case against, or excuse me, yeah, the case against Michael Flynn was brought wholly and almost exclusively by the Obama White House, meaning Obama and Joe Biden. That's correct, and we'll talk about this. I talked about it at length last night on the Larry Elder Show as I hosted for Larry, and I'm going to share some of that with you coming up this morning. The deep state is real. There has been a deep state conspiracy and a coup attempt against Donald Trump since the moment they called the final votes um, on November 8th of 2016. And uh, the Obama transition team helping transition the transition of power did nothing to do that and instead, in fact, tried to stop uh, Donald Trump from taking office and if at the very uh, worst case scenario for them, finishing his first term in office. Obama and Biden have lied. They were complicit. We now have proof. And the question becomes, when will John Durham be coming for them? I asked Jim Jordan that question again last night on The Elder Show. And uh, he, like everyone else, is, is so gratified and relieved to find the truth, to have the uh, case against Flynn be disposed of, uh, and also to learn through some of the dirty FBI agents that were a part of that deep state coup uh, that Obama and uh, Biden, as expected, were complicit. 
And uh, we are all now waiting for the John Durham uh, report to uh, to arrive. So that is uh, coming up at 935. When we talk deep state, we're talking really deep state. Then at 1005, or 1010 roughly, uh, as always, we will talk to Dr. Everett Piper here on the authority so appreciate you being with us we got a lot of news to get to this morning the statues continue to tumble and there's word now that they are going to pull down an abraham lincoln statue that was paid for by freed slaves let me say that again 7 p.m tonight they are targeting the abraham lincoln statue that was paid for by freed slaves They want to tear that down because they don't like the idea that the great emancipator, that Abraham Lincoln, stands tall while one of the freed slaves uh, stands beneath him, almost on bended knee. Uh, It was appreciated at one point. It was appreciated. In fact, again, freed slaves helped pay for the construction and the uh, the, uh, 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 the commissioning of that statue. And now they want to tear it down, even though it's a monument to President Lincoln telling people who were, sadly and horrifically, forced to live their lives uh, on their knees, so to speak, uh, setting them free. That is apparently now just too much. That can't happen. That's not allowed. That statue is one that is being attacked. President, uh, President Trump, by the way, is pretty much all over this. He has said uh, he wants to he wants to see charges brought. So does Tom Cotton. I brought this up briefly yesterday, but President Trump said that the FBI is investigating hundreds of protesters for defacing federal property, including statues, and the destruction of those statues because many of them have been toppled. He said they face ten years in prison for having quote one fun night. He told reporters in the Rose Garden yesterday that a law already allows stiff penalties and that he will sign a very strong executive order this week. The FBI is investigating hundreds of people throughout the country for what they've done to monuments, statues, and even buildings, the president said at the press conference. We have a law that's 10 years. It's 10 years. That's a long time to have one fun night, he said. Activists uh, protesting. I'm tired of that story, by the way. I'm tired of, of excusing the activism, the rioting, the protesting, the demonstrating. I'm, I'm tired of that being associated with George Floyd. George Floyd uh, became irrelevant to these people about three days after. Then it just became full-on chaos. Let's bring about the anarchy that so many of us have long called for. That's what um, the leadership of Antifa and of Black Lives Matter and other organizations, some domestic, some foreign, have been wanting to do anyway. This about George Floyd. This is about uh, upending the entirety of the United States rule of law and an attempt to essentially subvert the Constitution in uh, overthrowing the leadership of this country and building something very, very different than what our founders gave us. Uh, so uh, not gonna do, I'm not going to give them the dignity of saying these are protesting the killing of George Floyd. There is nobody in America to protest to because we all agree that what happened to George Floyd was terrible, wrong, indefensible, and should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. And that is what's happening in Minnesota. The rest of this is just an excuse to become anarchistic. All right. Uh, the incidents uh, angered the president, of course, um, who said the police were not doing their job in D.C., for example, when they tried to topple a statue of President Andrew Jackson that faces the White House. 
Uh, he was upset when they allowed uh, Pike's uh, statue to be torn down. He called the assault on Jackson statue, which was lassoed with ropes and chains, a sneak attack. National Guard troops reportedly were activated this week to protect the D.C. monuments. It's a big deal. And if you don't think it's a big deal, wait until they come for something that is precious to you, including and especially religious monuments. That's right. You have heard Sean King, among other Black Lives Matter leaders, the organization, of course, calling for the destruction of stained glass windows in churches and statues of Jesus Christ because they portray white privilege, if not outright white supremacy. So the president is taking some action on this. Our country's history is at stake, and quite frankly, our country's present is at stake. I talked about this at the beginning of 1984, the movie, and at the beginning of the book. But I read the book years ago. I watched the movie again last week with my daughter. And at the very beginning of it, uh, the statement from George Orwell, those who control the, uh, the past control hold hold on i got to make sure i do this right those who control the past control the present and those who control the future control the past i may have be be butchering that and i apologize i remember reading it or seeing it rather with my daughter and then i talked about it the next day and i got it right but today uh i seem to be butchering it but you understand the point if you rewrite the past is the point just to paraphrase it if you rewrite the past uh, allowing people in the present to rewrite the past, those people then can control the future. Because, cliche time here, but those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. If they allow our history to be, to be erased, and the great accomplishments of the people who gave us the greatest beacon of freedom in the history of human civilization called the United States of America are allowed to be judged by negative flaws in their character, uh, then not only does the present change, but the future is going to be controlled in a very, very different way. And that was the message of Orwell, and that was the message of 1984. Back to the statues themselves, more specifically now. Uh, Tom Cotton, uh, Senator Tom Cotton, on Monday called on the Department of Justice to bring charges against people who have been destroying statues. He said, for weeks, violent mobs have roamed our streets, destroying destroying property, and in most cases, with neither resistance from police nor legal consequences. He specifically called for the the, uh, law to be imposed here that would imprison somebody for 10 years for defacing federal monuments or monuments on federal lands, let alone destroying them and dumping them into the ocean or the harbor or wherever else that they're doing these things. So there really is a stand being taken here to fight back against the anarchy and the erasure of American history. They're toppling statues of Francis Scott Key, Ulysses S. Grant, um, uh, Matthias Baldwin, who was an abolitionist. They're, They're toppling the statues of people who actually helped to bring about liberty for all in the United States, to free slaves and to provide equality for um, uh, Africans or African Americans after they became citizens, uh, these are the people who actually fought for that. And they are also being destroyed. They're destroying our history. It's not limited to Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson. It's not being limited to, limited to those with Confederacy ties. It is all of American history that is now on trial. And the trial is not being held in a court. It is being held on the streets. And that is called anarchy. And it is something that the president is right to try to stamp, uh, stamp out. In Wisconsin, 
The governor of Wisconsin, we told you yesterday they were considering it. They did it. They pulled the trigger. The governor of Wisconsin has activated the National Guard after two statues were toppled there. And again, this isn't just about the statues. It's about the symbolism, and it's about the movement, and it's about encouraging and emboldening others to do the same. While toppling statues, they're vandalizing buildings, they're smashing windows, they're throwing Molotov cocktails, and yes, they're attacking innocent people, including elected officials. That's why Tony Evers, the Wisconsin governor, activated the Guard yesterday, last night, after more rioters, not protesters, toppled statues, and again, assaulted a state senator in Wisconsin. So the guardsmen are there to protect state properties and to make sure people can exercise their First Amendment rights while ensuring the safety of members of the public and state buildings and infrastructure. Those are the words of Tony Evers. The unrest uh, unfolded Tuesday night after 200 to 300 anarchists marched through downtown Madison and escalated once they reached the state capitol grounds. Some tried to break into the capitol building, but were repelled by police inside with pepper spray. The mob has become very bold, said Madison Alderman Paul Skidmore. They see that they can get away with a little, and then they inch forward for more and more. Downtown Madison is a battle zone right now, and I fear for my city. A spokesman for the group issued a list of demands. Here they go again, including the firing of a Madison police officer involved in a 2015 shooting. Uh, protesters were arrested. Uh, again, demonstrators, rioters, uh, anarchists arrested after going into a restaurant with a baseball bat. Uh, the individual, 28-year-old Devonor Johnson, spoke through a megaphone trying to encourage more people to smash and, uh, uh, and to uh, participate in the, in the rioting. So they've activated the guard. And may I just say, where are the rest of you, governors? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for more cops to be killed, which is happening far too often during these protests? Are you waiting for more ambushes like we saw in uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, on Saturday night when a call of uh, two cars firing guns at one another was made? And when police officers showed up on the scene, they were surrounded by hundreds of people who ambushed them, beat them, hospitalized them, threw bottles and destroyed their cars. Is that what we have to happen? Listen. I, I, I can't say this strongly enough. Our elected officials need to hear our voices. No matter where, I said this nationally last night on the Elder Show, and I'm going to say it again now. Call your elected officials and tell them to activate the Guard or the military in every American city in which anarchy is currently prevailing. The longer this goes on, the, the, goes on, the more emboldened people in other cities become if there are no consequences if there are not zip ties around wrists and and charges being filed and arrests being made and military using whatever force is necessary to protect and defend as long as those things are not happening then there is going to be a continuation and again an emboldening of the movement of those who are doing it we need to reclaim order in this country and it's i'm waiting for president trump to become presidential here He's talked a big game. He said, I want to protect statues. He said, don't make me bring in the military, Seattle. He has talked a big game. The time is right for action. Stop this nonstop assault on our culture, our, our society, our great republic. 
It's time for President Trump. It's time for Senator Cotton. It's time for uh, leadership in Washington, D.C. and in every state capital to, to, to act, to stop talking and start acting. Tony Evers in Wisconsin activated the guard yesterday, and we'll see where that goes. It's time for that to happen everywhere. 216-901-0945, Remember, the First Amendment says that we have a right to peaceably assemble. There is nothing peaceable or peaceful at all about what's going on in this country today. Back after this. Nine twenty-seven. So on the issue, uh, remember the uh, statues and the monuments and so on and so forth that are in the targets of people trying to erase American history. It has been kind of queried, uh, a little bit, you know, side-eyed, a little bit. So when are they going to come from Mount Rushmore? They can't tear that down. What are they going to try to do? Blow it up? Literally, Ben Shapiro. Um, tweeted about that conservative uh, pundit ben shapiro tweeted just a couple of days ago so when is our woke historical revisionist priesthood going to insist on blowing up mount rushmore maybe a lot of people heard that and thought yeah that's a little bit of you know that's a bridge too far let's not be crazy here but probably not and one person who didn't think it was too crazy to respond to is the governor of the state in which Mount Rushmore uh, resides. And that, of course, is South Dakota, and it's Christy Noam, the wonderful, wonderful, brilliant governor of South Dakota who refused to shut down and cave into the COVID fear, by the way, and whose state was absolutely no worse off than any of those that destroyed their economies uh, over fear of uh, COVID-19. But now she is... Um, she is uh, speaking out on defending the statue, well, the uh, the the uh, mountainside uh, and the uh, national monument that is Mount Rushmore. She responded to Ben Shapiro's tweet with a very simple forward tweet that said, "Not on my watch." And then she added on to that, "The men uh, in a second tweet, the men on Mount Rushmore helped make America the greatest country in history. They weren't perfect. Nobody is." But we should learn from their example and work together to accomplish their dreams for our country. She then did an interview on Fox yesterday, and the Republican governor of South Dakota said it was certainly possible that far-left activists could be targeting Mount Rushmore for destruction, citing threats online. She said, however, South Dakota won't stand for it. What my message is, this is a quote, is that this is no longer about equality. That's the understatement of the year, by the way. This is no longer about equality. This is a radical rewriting of our history. And in South Dakota, we won't stand for it. This is a national monument. The more we focus on the flaws of these men that are on our mountain, the less likely we are to recognize the virtues and the lessons we can learn from their lives. So that is really the message I have for South Dakota that that loves this mountain and Mount Rushmore. Later in the interview, she also noted that uh, the monument is a federal work and that she will partner with the feds to keep up with necessary security. Quote, the trend of defacing and toppling historical statues and monuments across the country uh, sparked by the death of George Floyd. And, of course, as I've pointed out, uh, that's over. And, and I'm not saying the memory of George Floyd should be over, but nobody that's doing and carrying out the anarchistic um, attacks that they're doing right now give a rip about George Floyd. This is onward to something bigger, and it's something that has been planned for a long time. As the Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors said, we are trained in Marxism. 
And this is exactly what they are trying to use to destroy America. And part of that is, yes, to erase the past and rewrite the history so that they can then write from there the future that they see. So it's uh, it's not an idle threat. All right, 9.30, we'll get our news now, and then we're going to talk to our first guests of the program today, Alex Newman and Jim Simpson. Uh, they're going to be running the next Red Green Axis Exposed event, a webinar coming up on Sunday night. They're going to talk about the deep state then, and they're going to talk about the deep state next here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 936. Onward. Good Thursday to you. Thanks for being with us. So we talk about the deep state uh, often and uh, with good reason. Uh, it has been working over time to try to undermine the election of Donald Trump since uh, November 8th, 2016, since his inauguration, and obviously more specifically in the interim between election and inauguration in January of 2017, and they've been trying to undermine him ever since. It's not the only goal of the deep state, but it has been the most important one that has dominated the time and attention and fortune of this country ever since. They're going to talk about the deep state on Sunday night at the next Red Green Axis Exposed webinar event. It's going to be hosted by Jim Simpson, and the uh, guest speaker is going to be Alex Newman, both of whom join us now here on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, Jim, good to have you back on the program. How are you? Hey, Bob. Great to be with you. Jim is uh, a former economist and budget examiner for the White House Office of Management and Budget under Presidents Reagan, uh, Bush 41, and Clinton. He's also an expert on immigration and refugee resettlement. And Alex Newman. Uh, Alex, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. An international journalist, educator, author, and consultant, currently the foreign correspondent for the New American Magazine. Good to talk to you both about the deep state. Um, Alex, I'm going to dive right into yesterday. Not only was uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, President Trump's former, for a very hot minute, national security advisor, not w- not only was he essentially cleared uh, as the appeals court did order the federal judge uh, who refused to accept the Department of Justice's request to drop all charges against him. But at the t- same time, the attorneys representing General Flynn uh, released some information that we all had been really you know, uh, eagerly awaiting, and that is proof of what many of us suspected, that there was a deep state operation going on and that it went perhaps as high as the President of the United States. Handwritten notes by uh, Peter Strzok, the disgraced former FBI agent, indicate that not only did Barack Obama call the shots in all of this, but Joe Biden, who said as recently as in May that he knew nothing about what happened to Flynn, Joe Biden actually suggested charging uh, General Flynn with violating the Logan Act. Uh, so this is this is uh, some pretty heady stuff. What do you make of the news that we got yesterday, Alex Newman? Yeah, you know, it, it's really just confirmation of what sensible people, people have been following this closely, knew all along. Uh, and I think, frankly, it's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, the, the operation to take down Flynn was highly visible because he was the senior official in the Trump administration. But, um, you know, this is just a, a tiny fraction of the mischief. And mischief is probably not the right word. Maybe evil is a better word. It was being perpetrated at the highest levels of the Obama administration. And unfortunately, this still hasn't stopped. I mean, the deep state is still waging war on the president. Um, they're, they're talking about it openly. I mean, you have, you have the former acting head of the CIA, John McLaughlin, saying in public, thank God for the deep state because it's taking on President Trump. You have, you know, a deep stater within the administration bragging in the New York Times. This is completely unacceptable. It's criminal. 
and um, I'm hoping very much that we'll start seeing some criminal charges here very soon. Yeah, John Durham, of course, the federal prosecutor on the case, uh, working for Attorney General Barr. I mean, people have been anxiously awaiting, and we are. We're all, we're all very, uh, antsy about this because we want to see some, some heads start to roll here because we cannot allow this. And, and one more thing, Alex, before I go to Jim, um, deep state as a term, um, you know, liberals and mainstream media, and that's kind of repetitive and redundant, but uh, continue to deny its existence. You know, this is a conspiracy thing. This is something that is pushed by the anonymous Q and, uh, and uh, you know, and the uh, uh, Alex Joneses of the world and so on and so forth. Why is it that we have evidence after evidence after evidence, so many different pieces of evidence, uh, and yet they still deny the existence of this kind of behind-the-scenes underground attempt to uh, undo the government? I think well, the main reason is because much of the media is working together with them. And uh, if they were to reveal that, you know, on the right side, the polls show about 75% of Americans. Now, the Monmouth University Polling Institute came out with a poll showing that 74% of Americans recognize there is a deep state. So uh, the media is losing this propaganda battle, and that's very encouraging. Jim, does the deep state, is it limited to... Um, domestic efforts to undermine the government? Because yesterday, FBI Director Chris Wray said that they are now investigating the possibility of foreign uh, actors um, and foreign influence on some of the unrest that's going on in this country right now, that it's kind of working hand-in-hand with the deep staters to create chaos and anarchy in our government. So is it just domestic, or is there there kind of an international movement here in terms of trying to undermine uh, the efforts of the Trump administration? Oh, no, it's definitely an international effort. In fact, you know, the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement were an organization called uh, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, which is now known as Liberation Road. It is a descendant of the new communist movement, which was a Maoist movement. And uh, there are um, indications that uh, communist China has been working with Liberation Road in the background uh, to help facilitate and encourage the riots that have been ongoing. And, you know, Black Lives Matter is a communist organization from its roots. And I wrote about that in 2016, and now we're seeing that in, in real life played out on the streets today. It's a communist movement, and they themselves say that we are Marxist, and our real goal is to destroy capitalism. And so, yeah, it, it, to, destroy capitalism, to destroy capitalism, to destroy. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, we have a little delay, so we might talk over. Uh, Alex, uh, pick it up there. Um, you said in your meeting the last time, last webinar you had with this group, not was actually wasn't under the name Red Green Axis Exposed at the time. It was ACT. But um, you talked about Marxism and how the Marxists are indoctrinating our kids to hate our country and become woke global citizens. And Jim just brought up Black Lives Matter, and he's 100% right. One of the co-founders of BLM, Patrice Cullors, said in an interview that she and at least one of the others who are co-founders and leaders are trained Marxists and very well-versed in ideologies, and they have chosen Marxism uh, as their, their tool to essentially, as Jim just said, end capitalism uh, and end the liberty that, that we essentially have in this republic now so that they can rebuild it in their own Marxist. Slash communist model. Can you expand expand upon that? 
I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very happy to. And in fact, that's the subject of the latest cover story that I just wrote for the New American Magazine. It's called What's Behind the Riot? And it should be coming out uh, within the next few days here. Uh, you know, it's not just uh, the lady who said she was a trained Marxist. It's also, as you mentioned, Alicia Garza, who's one of the other co-founders of Black Lives Matter. This is a woman who openly declared that one of the reasons for founding it, that the legacy that, that led to it, was honoring Asata Shakur, a cop-killing, revolutionary Marxist black supremacist who literally was convicted for murdering a New Jersey state trooper and then was broken out of jail by Obama's favorite terrorist group, the Weather Underground, founded by Bill Ayers. Of course, everybody knows Obama launched his, his uh, political career in the home of Bill Ayers. But there's so much more to this. You know, yes, there are trained Marxists out in the street, and yes, they are taking advantage um, of the dumbed-down, indoctrinated youth that we have in our public schools now. I mean, the, the totalitarians have been in control of our public education system for generations now, and they have been preparing the way for exactly what we're seeing in the streets now. But there's also a whole other component to it, which is where the deep state comes in, and we have the proof of this. You know, George Soros is, in fact, funding Black Lives Matter, and he has from the very beginning. We have a, a document that was hacked from the Open Society Foundation, and I've reported on it many times. We've published it uh, that shows that they invested almost a million dollars in training the early leaders of what was then not even formally the Black Lives Matter movement. They, they described it as the Black Lives Matter movement, but it wasn't quite you know, a solid organization yet. So Soros fingerprints, uh, Rockefeller fingerprints have been over this from the beginning, right, the Sunrise Movement, that was really one of the main organizations in Minneapolis that, that started the city up in flames. And they had been planning this long before George Floyd. Their primary uh, source of financial revenue is the Rockefeller Family Foundation. And, of course, the Rockefeller family was infamous uh, for funding racial pseudoscience in Nazi Germany, for funding eugenics in the United States. So the idea that the Rockefellers suddenly grew a heart and now they're fighting against racism, it's, it's just simply ludicrous. What we're seeing here uh, is not what we're being told. This is not an effort to, to show that black lives matter. This is not an effort to pursue justice. This is an effort to demolish what's left of our civilization and push us all toward the deep state goal of centralized totalitarian government control. We are talking uh, this morning with Alex Newman. He is going to be the guest speaker at the next uh, web webinar held by the Red Green Access Exposed organization that is uh, run and helped uh, and headed up by Jim Simpson, who will host it. Uh, Jim, a, a little more on Soros here, what Alex was just talking about. You know, every time we bring up the name George Soros, again, and it's somewhat what you talked about before and Alex talked about before, the media is in on this, so of course they will do whatever they can to discredit this, but they they always blame uh um uh people on the conservative side of the ideological spectrum or even just anybody that's that's not a registered democrat they say that we use soros as a boogeyman for everything and they dis, they diminish his culpability in all of the things he's involved in is there any doubt whatsoever of his involvement and again as alex said his funding uh of black lives matter and other anarchist organizations no uh, absolutely no doubt whatsoever and i mean it's a matter of public record and it's easy to find for anybody willing to look uh, and as Alex said <laughs> he's not alone there's also Ben and Jerry's the Ford Foundation the Kellogg Foundation uh, and many many others Robert Wood Johnson that was an organization the uh, uh, foundation that President Obama worked on extensively in the 1990s uh, and the list goes on forever. 
Heinz Foundation, you know, from the uh, uh, former uh, senator who was the recipient of the Heinz family, you know, ketchup uh, wealth, uh, and, and just it goes on and on and on. And But Soros is the main guy because Soros really has the most money and he's most willing of all the people to put a lot of that money uh, I forget if it's 18 billion or 24 billion of his own uh, money that he committed to left-wing causes uh, a couple of years ago. Um, all this stuff is public record and easily available. And as usual, the ma- mainstream media not only uh, does an absolutely abysmal job of reporting all this stuff, it seeks at every turn to suppress that information because, as Alex said, it, uh, it you know, they, they, it, it, it just reveals uh, that they are actually at the, front, at the front of this enemy effort to undermine and destroy our nation. And U.S. news media was one of the first targets of the Soviet Union going back as far as the 1930s to infiltrate and overtake because they knew if they held the levers of news and information, they could manipulate everything. Uh, as, as Stalin said, if I could control Hollywood, I could rule the world. Right. Uh, Jim Simpson and Alex Newman are our guests. Alex, I want to come back to you with something, but I have to take a short time out first. Can you guys hang with me for one more short segment? Absolutely. Okay, let's do that. We'll continue with Jim Simpson of Red Green Access Exposed, and his guest in this weekend's uh, webinar is Alex Newman. We'll come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 9.52. I do have a few more minutes now with our guests, and then we'll tell you how you can be a part of the webinar that is coming up on uh, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. with the Red Green Axis Exposed. That is the organization co-headed by Jim Simpson, who will host that event, and Alex Newman is his guest. Alex is an international journalist, educator, author, consultant, and foreign correspondent for the New American Magazine. Guys, uh, and Alex in particular, let me go to you with this. Um, one of the things that a lot of people attribute to the deep state is the ongoing rioting that is going on because of the racial strife. And then, of course, there is the ongoing lockdowns, or at least the restrictions. A lot of lockdowns have been lifted, but restrictions, very, very strict ones, remain in a lot of states, including here in Ohio. And and I want to find out from you, Alex, is that part, again, of the deep state attempt to under cut uh, the legs of our economy and thus uh, the administration running this. And I'm going to be specific about Ohio here because uh, Governor Mike DeWine has decided that part of the battle against the uh, the pandemic it involves contact tracing, and, and that's not unique. Uh, everybody is talking about the need for tracing to see where people have been and who they have uh, and, and with whom they have come into contact so they can try to limit the spread. But they're using an organization called Partners in Health for their contact tracing. And that is a very controversial organization, to say the least. What can you tell us about that effort? Yeah, well, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak on this, and I will be um, expanding on it during the webinar. But, uh, you know, this coronavirus was like the 
perfect gift for the globalists, for the socialists, for the people trying to undermine the president, undermine the United States, undermine individual liberty, and uh, push us toward a new type of order that they've been bragging about for so long. And Partners in Health, I think, is, again, just the tip of the iceberg, like I said earlier, but it illustrates what's underneath. And uh, just to give some examples of what's going on, I encourage people to go to Partners in Health's website. This is now the official partner with uh, the state of Ohio, thanks to your governor there, Governor DeWine. And when you go to their website, you see that they're much more about, you know, social justice and socialism and racial justice and, you know, wealth redistribution than they are about health care. Then you realize that the organization is officially partnered with George Soros. You realize that uh, Chelsea Clinton, the daughter of uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, is on their board. You realize that they're involved with Bill Gates. And you see that this is about so much more than keeping us healthy. Uh, frankly, I'm significantly more concerned about the totalitarian response to the coronavirus than I am about the coronavirus. And, and that's not to downplay the, the danger or the significance of the virus. It's to it's emphasize that the response has been, in my opinion, far more destructive than the virus ever could have been. And uh, unfortunately, as we're seeing in Ohio right now, as we're seeing in other parts of the country, uh, we are still not out of the woods on this. And I think they're already you know, talking about a second wave of lockdowns. So people need to be very, um, very discerning in these times because they are absolutely weaponizing this virus uh, to turn it into a tool to steal our freedom, to undermine the president, to destroy our economy. And if we're not careful, the consequences are going to be horrific. Well, I think you're 100% right. There is another wave of lockdowns and other restrictive actions and orders being uh, that are going to be uh, put in place. In fact, as we've been talking here, Jim Simpson, I literally just spotted something to come across my Facebook feed. Masks mandatory for North Carolina starting Friday, 5 p.m. Governor Newsom already did this in California. Every person in a public space must be masked in, in California. Now it's going to be in North Carolina. Other states and, and uh, municipalities have ordered similar things um this is this is all part in my estimation this along with the contact tracing of getting control of the population jim simpson what say you yeah no absolutely i agree with that bob and you'll if you'll notice the states that are doing this are either controlled by democrats or rhino republicans who are going along to get along and uh their intention really is literally to destroy our economy and create chaos in the run-up to the 2020 elections because they believe, and as the Black Lives Matter folks have said, their goal is to first make sure that President Trump is not re-elected in November. And they're not merely uh, uh, using the coronavirus uh, directly, as you suggested, but they're also using it as an excuse to create uh, mail-in-only ballots for November, and mail-in ballots are the greatest source of vote fraud uh, of all of them, and they are fully intending to use that as a vehicle to help them further in the 2020 elections over and above all the other chaos that they're building, and I would go even further and say that these riots and protests are going to continue right up to the election, and we may even see Antifa BLM activists blocking people at voting places 
from actually voting. So this is really critical, and it has to end. It has to be shut down. So many, uh, you know, there was a, 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 before we came on, there was a report about how Cleveland has to spend $3 million to correct all the damage that was created by the riots. But if you think about that, the mayor of Cleveland could have easily asked the National Guard to come in on the first night, and we wouldn't be facing all those expenses. But none of them did that. They first allowed them to go nuts, and now we're picking up the pieces, and it, of course, always falls on the back of taxpayers. Oh, it always does. Absolutely right. And back to Alex for the last thought here uh, on this. Just regarding contact tracing in general, aside from the Partners in Health part, which I can't wait to learn more about at the webinar on Sunday night, but aside from that, just contact tracing, is that a legitimate effort to try to figure out you know, where the disease is so that they can stop the spread? Or, Alex Newman, is that just the cover that they have always been? You, you called it a gift, COVID-19, a gift to the deep staters. Is it more than yeah. a gift? Is this something that they have kind of brought about so they can use this to track population? habits well you know there's a lot of evidence to suggest that might be the case they've been wargaming this for well over a decade the rockefeller foundation put out a report in 2010 i'll talk about that and remarkably the uh, the solutions to the hypothetical pandemic were exactly what we're seeing now right totalitarian controls biometric ids huge restrictions on the economy uh, and even last year bill gates hosted at the uh, johns hopkins uh, bloomberg school of public health in partnership with the World Economic Forum, a you know, major globalist organization, Event 201, where they wargamed this, and, and very similar uh, ideas came out. So I think this contact tracing uh, idea is very, very dangerous. And one of the big dangers is that it sounds like it could possibly be reasonable. But then you look at the people behind it. You look at what they're doing. I mean, you have the World Health Organization, now, their director of emergencies, saying they're going to use this to come into people's homes and start splitting up families. Uh, frankly, right. I think we all need consider where the line is going to be for us, and coming into my home and taking my children or taking me away from my children uh, is way past that line. So we need to be clear that these are dangerous ideas, these are unconstitutional ideas, this means the end of liberty, and we must resist. Just the tip of the iceberg is all you got from Alex Newman and Jim Simpson. Much more in-depth information going to be presented Sunday night. It's going to be, uh, you know what, I apologize, guys. I have 7.30 on one screen, and I say see 9.30 in another place. What time is our event? Is it 7.30? 730. Should be 7.30, yeah. I've got 7.30 yep. and 9.30. Should be 7.30. And if you want to take part in this webinar, it is a Zoom-based webinar. You need to uh, email rga at eaglefiremail.com to request an access code. RGA at eaglefiremail.com. That's the email to send uh, a request for an access code to so you can listen to Jim Simpson and Alex Newman Sunday night in the Red Green Access Exposed webinar. Gentlemen, thank you both for shining a light on all of this, uh, and thank you for your service to the country, quite frankly. We appreciate you. Thanks so much, Thank you, Jim Simpson and Alex Newman. It's 10.01 now. We'll get a timeout and come back after the news with Dr. Everett Piper.